everybody. This is David Avocado Wolf, and we are gearing up for the Longevity Now Conference Friday, September 30th through Sunday, October 2nd at the Hilton Anaheim. That's right next to Disneyland. It's in Orange County, California. This year's lineup is incredible. We've got John Gray. I haven't done an event with John Gray in many years. Excited to be, be there with him. Wim Hof, he's the guy, the Iceman, with his breathing technology and his love of cold water. He's going to be bringing up the latest grits. He's got trainers all over the world in his program. He's going to join us. Dr. Alan Christensen's coming back to join us. Nadine Artemis will be with us again. Jason Robel, the great celebrity chef, he's going to be there joining us. Ross Sola as well. Can't wait to see her, Andrew Fox, and, and a whole lot more. But one of the one of the speakers at this upcoming longevity conference is the person I'm about to introduce and is going to be joining us on this call. TheLongevityNowConference.com. TheLongevityNowConference.com. Check it out. We've got a brand new site up, and it's looking beautiful. It's a, it's a different concept, so I just want to throw that out there because um, our crew have been working very hard on it, and it's an exciting new site. Anyway, this, this person I'm going to introduce is kind of a fabled herbalist from Los Angeles. He's the co-founder of Dragon Herbs. His Chinese tonic herbs book and his ancient wisdom of the Chinese tonic herb book, both of those are classics in the field. Uh, in fact, the required reading for anyone interested in Taoist tonic herbalism or even Chinese medicine. Welcome, Ron Teagarden. How you been? Hi, David. I'm great. Thank you. Really good. Everything's great. Thank you. How are you? I'm literally having the best day ever. It's been a great weekend, just incredible up here in the uh, on the Canadian Shield, far up here in the north in Shaga and Rishi country. But what I wanted to get into is something that I really don't have any trouble with when I'm at home up here. But when you get into cities and airports and stuff, wow, and that's managing your energy. So I wanted to get from you, Ron, the, the Taoist perspective on managing your energy. Where does energy come from? How do we maintain energy in a, a depleting city kind of environment? Give us give us yeah. the download, Ron. What, how's that work? I live in a city, so I guess I have some experience with that. I live in Los Angeles, but I do. Um, I have made a point of making the environment the best I could for myself. So I live up on the top of the hills, overlooking the city, far enough away that uh, I'm not quite in the city. And I think people can manage their lives with a little bit of consciousness, so that they have a kind of a natural environment around themselves wherever they go. Literally, when I go home. Uh, which I enjoy doing because my home is is got some nature to it, a lot of nature to it. Um, you can create that even if you live in an apartment, just to have trees and plants and um, you know pick an environment that's as close to natural as you can get. That's one thing. Now, if you're living, even if you're living in the downtown uh, most urban area, you'd still want to um, bring them in a bunch of plants. And then also you have to realize that the, you know cities have a frenetic, um, imbalanced energy fundamentally just driving and and the the electromagnetic energy that's uh, kind of interfering with our own waves and so forth. So you have to take those into account and kind of balance things out. Um, as far as I'm concerned, tonic herbs play a great role no matter where you live, whether you're living in uh, a thousand miles from civilization or if you're right in the dead center of it, they help you to adapt. And that's a, that's a key fundamental issue of uh, balancing your energy. I could talk more about that. But, um, I guess the key thing is to live a natural life in the city. You need to watch your balance. And the, the balance, that's easier said than done because, you know, you can get wrapped up in the craziness of things or the energy of things or other people dropping their negative loads on you. So you have to keep a, a great center. I think that, they, that takes some 
fundamental daily meditation. And I do think that um, one of the key things about the tonic herbs, which is my you know, field of interest, but uh, not my only field of interest, but, you know, my primary one, is that um, the tonic herbs fundamentally are bi-directional, so they help you keep your balance at all these different levels that we um, we have to live at. You know, we have to, we, we want to keep our mind balanced, we want to keep our body balanced, we want to keep our sleep balanced and our appetite and our enthusiasm versus our quietude. It's very hard to balance everything if you micromanage, but if you're taking herbs and then you focus on some big picture balancing in your lifestyle, then you can keep your balance. I, I feel that that's absolutely... I think there are what they call urban hermits um, throughout history who live lives of, um, you know, they attain great wisdom. They live to be 100 years old well without getting sick and developing themselves the whole time. And they live in cities, but they have to they have to do something. You have to a lot of it's um, managing your energy, as I said. So that's a tonic herbs play a big role. Let's talk about Shen, Qi and Jing. These are energies. Their, their treasures, as you describe them, how do they play a role in energy? Because it seems like you're going to have a different energy, like in a city versus a forest versus, you know, what, the way you wake up in the morning versus the peak of your day. You know, how does that fit into those energy centers, those energy concepts? The entire universe, from the Big Bang to the end of the universe, and everything in between, is just energy, uh, whether it's condensed or whether it's um, on an expansive level. And we're, we're this magnificent balance of millions of kinds of energy activities going on to create a system that's, that just fits perfectly in harmony with the Earth and with each other in a society and so forth, and in harmony with our uh, where we live and so on. The fundamental idea was that there are three primary types of energies that animals and plants can um, consist of, and the humans embody that in the, in the what they call the three treasures, which are Jing, Qi, and Shen. So Jing is your fundamental energy that you that's your genetic power, and this is something that gets used up as we live. And Jing is a fundamental deep energy. It's like your battery pack. So that actually is really really, really important because most people never think about the fact that they're conserving energy or that they want it to last for 100 or 150 or more years if possible and at the same time live their life. So many people burn their battery pack out by excessive activity. And one of the, you know, like it could be anything that's abusive or pressing the body to 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 what they call leak, which is losing energy faster than you can actually uh, utilize it properly. So one of the things in my mind all the time is I'm watching myself to make sure that I'm that I'm restoring Jing. You can do that with tonic herbs like Hosho Wu and goji berries and deer antler and some other great herbs that you can take to restore your Jing on a on a hourly or daily or weekly basis, however you think you want to do it. But to me, that's fundamental. That's an every day, every morning, and every day, all day long, I'm sipping on teas that restore Jing, because Jing is your battery. It's like your battery runs down. It doesn't matter how well you're doing other things. You're just, um, then you're tired, and you're fundamentally um, exhausted inside. And a lot of people run like that for their whole life. So the Jing energy is something you can build and restore. And I'm getting older, and I just realized in practical, realistic terms is that if you start when you're younger and you maintain your Jing, you can just maintain it. It's just, it's not something you have to run out of. It's not like aging is a funny thing. Like I know a lot of people that run out of Jing when they're still what I consider young, and then they're just 
they start to degenerate. And the fact is that that's not a necessity. People just need to know the secret called Jing and Jing tonics. Um, the second energy is Qi. Uh, that's the kind of energy we get from eating and from breathing. And like, um, to, to me, like eating is that everybody, it's a bit, it's the biggest issue in the world to most people because they're eating many times a day or at least several times a day. And you're getting calories, you're getting nutrition from all kinds of, in all kinds of ways in order to boost the functions of your system. But the fundamental concept is that there, that it produces and encourages the production in your body of chi and energy that makes my m- muscles work, my mind work, but this energy needs to be fed all day long, and it's not certainly by any means just sugar types or fat types of calories. This is the kind of energy that works in your heart and in your intestines and in your liver to keep functioning. You know, I want my heart to have plenty of energy that's called heart energy. That keeps my heart beating. That's not from calories. That's from energy that actually is a different, it's been refined and then moves to the heart and keeps the heart healthy and so forth. And that's true with every function, your brain, you know, your your kidneys, your adrenals and so forth. So she is um all, only half diet though. The other half is deep breathing. And I will just touch on this for a second. We can do it more at the conference. But breathing is like every spiritual path ever. The Native Americans, the Zen, um, Taoism, um, Buddhism, chanting of every sort in the world, it's all founded on the concept of deep breathing, moving the diaphragm up and down and taking in deep breaths so that we can restore the chi that comes from the air. Our, the air is full of energy and we can, you know, taking 10 deep breaths can change your day. And a lot of people, they, they think about everything except taking the 10 deep breaths or the, actually maybe the 1,000 deep breaths if, they're, if you're really into it. I was just, I got up this yeah. morning at 1 o'clock in the morning. I fell asleep at like 10, got up at 1, and stayed up. I've just been up ever since. And at just be at 5.50 in the morning, sun, sunrise was 5.52, I went outside and did 10 deep breaths. There it's funny go. that you say that. We're in synchronicity. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's actually beautiful. Thank you so much and for mentioning that. That's a great interjection because that's what you do. You get up in the morning and you go out you, and you go outside, you take in that prana or the, the, what we, chi. It changes your mentality. It changes how your body works. Actually, that's just amazing. And, you know, you, you take it, you take them deep, you hold your breath, you're letting out the old stuff because we have to get rid of old stuff. We have to bring in the new stuff. But breathing is fundamental. Also, breathing changes your emotions. The basis of Zen and all these um, spiritual paths that use breathing is that it creates a kind of an ecstasy of life, a joy. Uh, you, you see better. You know, the colors become more vivid. You taste better. Everything gets more, well, gets richer on a higher level when you're doing deep breathing, uh, at least once a day, and preferably um, you do that uh, at least a couple times a day. Yeah, so that's chi. And then the shen is a spiritual power. I don't know if you have any specific questions on that, but that's that's what that's an energy too. It takes energy to develop to develop your spiritual power, but that doesn't mean that that we're not inherently spiritual being in the sense that we are as a as a being in the universe. Um, we are self-aware and we're aware of our place in the universe and. I'm not sure that other animals and other plants aren't also aware of their place in the universe, but I know that we as human beings, as you evolve and you think, you realize that we're just one with with everything. There's a sort of a a joy that comes with that, a love. I mean, you experience love on the planet. And and there are herbs that are not psychoactive. They're not 
I'm not talking about the things that uh, change your, your mentality for one day or something, but there are herbs you take that where you just become more open to that kind of growth and that kind of transformation to where that's how you live. That's Shen. Let me ask you about Shen, Ron. There's, what, give us some examples. You mentioned very briefly at the beginning about Jing leakage. What about Shen leakage? What causes Shen leakage? Well, actually, there's this term um, in Chinese philosophy is called shaky shen. So when we become, I, I think there's a lot of this, we, you can go into this quite deeply, but you know, when we're born, we're pure, but quite, quite soon we start um, becoming emotional. We start to, we start having emotional challenges, um, maybe perhaps frustration, anger, people become fearful. Those kind of things cause what we call shen, which is an energy that resides within our brain, but also in our heart that allows us to become, to become the great human beings at the great consciousness that's basically infinite and immortal. But that closes down. So it's the, it's the common emotions that actually cause this, what they call shaky shen or, 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 or blocked shen. So, one of you just think about it, every single path that people are on is for opening up for is for dissolving sort of stuck emotions. I think that you know, like if you're a chronically angry person, then that is a leak. That's leaking. You're going to be leaking not only your sh- your shin, your capacity to have shin, but also your jing and chi are also going to be blocked and and dissipated by this what we call leaking of because of because you're chronically angry or chronically fearful or chronic worrying you know so through meditation and through contemplation by walking through a forest and becoming one with the forest or even just walking through your vegetable garden you know becoming in, in touch with nature you can and deep breathing simultaneously then you can let go of these kind of emotional blocks and there are there are many herbs that are really fantastic for for helping to let go. Uh, reishi mushroom, chaga mushroom, these kind of things uh, that are considered great spiritual herbs: wild ginseng or semi-wild ginseng, asparagus root. Uh, these herbs help you to let go of your these emotions. Now it's okay to get emotional sometimes. We're human and we want to feel things, so you want to feel a little. It's it's appropriate to become fearful if all of a sudden you're on a railroad track and the train is going to run you over, you better have that appropriate fear for a moment and run off the tracks. But then you have to let it go right then and right afterwards. So in that case, then you come back to your center and your balance and you let your shen guide you. But at any rate, you know, I think that emotions are, are flowing and flexible, but not something you get stuck in. And that's really a blocker to finding the higher. Shen is not an emotion. It's a spiritual, it's a spiritual state of peace and greatness, you know, like in terms of size and embracing all things and loving all things. So that's, that's blocked by the little emotions we all go through. So if our listeners here um, find themselves stuck in some emotional state, then you need to take walks, breathe deep, and meditate, and let those things go, and take some herbs to help manifest your shin. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk about the herbs now in the context of these energies which permeate the universe. You talked about Jing. Jing is a primordial life force energy. It's your longevity. You talked about chi, and that's the energy that mobilizes you moment to moment and drives your energy maybe day to day. And maybe probably your immune system response, I would guess, course, as well yeah. as part of chi. Mm-hmm. But shen, you, you mentioned, is like that. The peak of shen is really the, the peak of peace. So in terms of like the herbs, like for example, yesterday we found a reishi mushroom from last year. And it was still good enough to, to bring home, and, and we actually 
um, kind of like got it on top of the wood burning stove and, and dried it completely out. And by the next day, it was like wonderful qualities. This is one of those great herbs. So maybe you can t- I love how you talk about the different ratios of, of these different herbs. And, and that way we can help to guide ourselves as to which way we need to go with our herbalism. We all need all three treasures. In fact, all three are one big energy in different states of energy states. So we need Jing to, to have to empower our life. If your Jing is low, then your then your Shen will be tend to be weak. If you're not breathing deeply and your Qi is not is not established, and if you're not eating a lot of nutrition so that your cells aren't functioning at their fullest level, which is what you get when you when you drink blended juices and, and vegetables and and the superfoods that we consume, those things produce the capacity to develop Shen on a very high level. You know, if we're not um, building all of those, then we're then we can't have Shen. But uh, in the long run, Shen is is all about um, our the power of our being and and our awareness. So Reishi and Let's just take that one as a specific example. There are forms of reishi growing all over the world, and we know that. Like you're finding finding reishi. Last week, I was up in Santa Cruz, and um, we found reishi is growing on the on the stumps of three thousand year old redwoods. You know, I got one of those those old reishis, and and this week I've been consuming it. And you know, it's it's a it's an amazing experience to consume a great reishi mushroom, and it takes a long time to use one up. You know, you can't. You, it's actually not like you have to go through it in one day. So they're treasures, and they build a treasure. There's just something about reishi, and there are other herbs like it, as you know. We'll pick on that one for a minute. No matter what the species exactly is, it depends on what tree it grew on, you know, what the atmosphere, how cold or hot it's been. It produces some different fundamental capacity. But all reishis contain around a thousand different phytochemicals or more that help to balance this out. And they just, it's just a complete herb. It's, it's at the highest level of, of nutrition you can get. It's at the spiritual level. It's at the physical level. And of course, all these reishis are just fundamentally highly protective they produce they they stimulate the body to protect itself and when you're protected you innately know that you're safe when you're protected then you can work on your on yourself and on your shem you know it's it's, it's like an animal is having to defend itself all the time is not really going to thrive but if your body is innately strong and fundamentally immunologically potent, then you can concentrate on inner growth and development. You know, that's actually, we are put on this planet to grow and transform into uh, something special. Anything less than that, uh, then you have to work on your fundamentals so you can work on that. 